Hello, everybody. I am Colin of Alithia. Um, real quick, I just wanted to touch on uh, some topics regarding the third podcast. Uh, I feel really embarrassed about it. Uh, I left a lot of ideas unfinished. Um, I didn't think I would talk or get into the topic of divorce besides uh, mentioning it real, real quick and then we kind of just ended up talking about divorce um, for a good part of the podcast and then kind of just left it unfinished. So um, I apologize about that. Uh, this is going to be kind of a part two to that podcast where I'm actually going to elaborate on some of those ideas. And again, just as a quick disclaimer for this uh, podcast, I'm not actually going to be uh, reading any additional Bible verses. Um, I may touch on some, um, or just a refresh people on the Bible verses we mentioned on the other podcast, the third one regarding marriage. Um, but this one is going to deal more with uh, church history and uh, also a bit of my opinion. Um, and I will <clears throat> mention when we get to my opinion that this is my opinion. This isn't something found in the Bible. This isn't something that is taught. Um, just, again, my opinion. And once again, I will uh, mention it when we get there or to those parts. <laughs> so I guess to start off with, uh, I'm going to reread uh, Mark 10 verse 9, which again, we read, or read in the other podcast, the third one. Uh, but this is the one that uh, kind of led me <laughs> down the path of uh, getting on the a divorce, which again, I apologize, didn't mean to stray so far off. But just reading again from uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 9. Again, uh, we're reading from the King James Version of the Bible. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. So, again, just going to refresh everyone on the ideas that were touched on. Um, I had mentioned that this verse implies, well, not implies, uh, direct, directly says that God has joined this marriage. Um, well, uh, a marriage. Sorry if I say this a lot. I'm not actually talking about a specific one, but a marriage happens. A union comes together. Two people come together with God's blessing. And God actually joins this union of marriage. This isn't just two people just kind of chilling with a little piece of paper that where the government says, oh, you get some tax benefits. You know, this is actually a very religious and theological virtue is what marriage is. And God actually enters into that. So then obviously what we then get to is divorce. Uh, divorce is the ripping apart of that union. And for this podcast, I'm going to break it down into three different I guess, subcategories, and one of them not really being divorced, more more of a, a widowing. So that would be your spouse dies. Um, th that's obviously very different than divorce. And then I'm going to break it also into two additional categories of divorce. Um, one where it's kind of just, oh, like you mutually like don't like each other anymore, and you just want to separate. And then the third one would be where it is not mutual, where there's a potentially some violence in the household where you thought you were getting into something and you didn't. And now that I'm actually touching on that, I'm going to add a fourth category, um, annulment. Um, 
this is something that's practiced in the Catholic Church. So I know a lot of people who are listening to this aren't Catholic, but I'll just touch on that real quick, just to, for people who don't understand what that is. So starting off, I guess, um, I, I guess in that order, <laughs> um, your spouse dies, you've become a widow. And so just for the sake of argument, we're going to say that, you know, and I had a perfect marriage, but it was good. You would have never divorced this person in life. You have a family together. Um, let's see if you have kids. Um, kids are obviously a very big, a very big deal in life and obviously in a marriage. Um, but in, in the circumstances of when your spouse dies, I don't actually think kids alters that fact too much and I, I hear a lot of people argue that kids actually drastically change the fact of being a widow and I see where that's coming from obviously in in life being a single parent especially with young kids it's incredibly difficult so I'm, I'm not trying to say it's not difficult but what I am saying is that as a theological like the theological virtue of what marriage is you and another person join together with God. Um, I don't actually think having kids changes that union in the regards of when your spouse dies. So again, I'm just going to use an example. I hear a lot. People will say you, you've married someone and that spouse has died. Um, you, you're still married to that person in a theological sense, you know, your marriage wasn't broken. It's been damaged, I would say, um, or I guess separated. There's been a separation in this union, but that will one day be mended when you both enter into the kingdom of God. So I've always found it a little silly when people then pursue another spouse and their previous marriage was great. And obviously I'm a young guy, I'm 21, I'm getting married right now, I haven't been married, I don't understand that pain. So I'm not, again, I'm not gonna sit in here and pretend I don't understand why someone would want a life partner when their previous life partner's passed. But again, we're gonna just stick on more of the high in the sky theological thinking right now. So again, you've married someone, your spouse has died, they're in heaven, and you too will once again be joined in heaven. So then what happens when you marry another person? Is your previous marriage no longer valid? Because obviously you can't be married to two people at once. Is your current marriage not valid? That would be my argument. Um, are you going to go to heaven and introduce your wives together? <laughs> Just a little silly, right? So... I guess I just kind of showed uh, what I think on that. Um, again, sorry, I said I'll mention when it's my opinion, and I kind of neglected to do that. Uh, th this is a little bit of church teaching, a little bit of my opinion. Um, the church teaches that, um, well, you can't get married once you've already been married, uh, even if you get divorced. Um, once again, reading from Mark ten nine. Uh, God joined this together, no man can rip it apart, not even the person in that union of marriage. 
So you rip your marriage apart. Well, God just put it together. And then if you go on to marry someone else, well, you're still married to the other person. Even if the government says you've divorced, you, you are still together with that person. And then coming full circle, sorry, I kind of rambled there. I'm, <laughs> you guys are probably uh, catching up on my trend. I tend to get lost in my trend. I thought a lot. But uh, bringing it back how this started up, kids in the mix. So then people will say, okay, your spouse died, but now you're a single parent. And what people will say is it may be appropriate to remarry someone, not because you're actually getting married, but just to have someone to support you financially, to support your kids, to support, you know, you're married in every sense of the word, except the theological sense. And once again, I completely understand where that's coming from. Um, single parents have it incredibly rough. And obviously, uh, <laughs> this could be a whole nother topic on a podcast. But again, we're just going to stick to kind of this high in the sky theological thinking right now. You actually aren't married to that person. It's kind of just a full stop. And again, there's nothing wrong with having, like, let's say your neighbors or your friends or even someone that you feel romantic romantic interest in helping you out, uh, helping your kids. That's all, that's all perfectly acceptable, but we're sitting on the top of a marriage and you're actually just not married to that person if your spouse has died. Your marriage has not been broken. You've just been separated from your spouse for the time being. So it's kind of just a full stop <laughs> that you're not married to this person that you've now remarried. So again, that's not, not quite divorce. I just wanted to start with that because I know a lot of people will bring that up. And again, when kids are in the mix, very tough thing. So now moving on to a more literal sense of divorce. Uh, you hear this a lot in our modern culture where you have two people, they got married and they don't like each other anymore. Um, I think the legal term is unreconcilable, unreconcilable differences is the legal term, I believe, is where two people just don't like each other anymore and they get divorced. So there's kind of two glaring issues with that. Um, one, uh, actually, let, let me take a step back there real quick. <laughs> I'm actually going to, I just want to explain something real quick. Um, there's a lot of studies that have come out that say that people who live together before they get married um, are a lot more likely to get divorced. And I believe why that is, is you get these people that move in together and their relationship is actually kind of shaky. You know, it's not like horrible. It could, I mean, it could be horrible, but I feel like the vast majority of times it's shaky. It's not great. It's not bad, but you, probably shouldn't be getting married though and then you'll get these people these two people are getting married and they think that marriage will fix everything basically they get married and then they realize oh uh, we're still living together nothing's really changed in our life you know you get people who say they're practically married they're living together and all this stuff and they get married and nothing changes and the, it almost like smothers a fire in the relationship so a lot of times you get people like that who are then the people who will go on to get divorced for unreconcilable differences. So again, two things I want to just touch on there. 
Uh, one is if you're getting married, obviously you should see eye to eye on the important things in life with this person. Uh, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. I actually don't remember if I did. So we're, I'm saying it now if I didn't. Um, that obviously you don't need to see eye to eye with your spouse on everything, but there are big ones. Obviously, we as Christians believe that we you should be brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, you don't need to agree on your hobbies. You don't need to agree on these minor things. You don't even necessarily need to agree on, you know, politics is a big thing that people dispute over. But as long as you're Christians and you come from a, or approach the world from a Christian mindset, um, a lot of things can then be reconciled with that understanding. So, sorry, I, I, I keep rambling here. I'm, I apologize again, everyone. But these unreconcilable differences aren't really going to happen if you approach world with a Christian understanding. And then the second thing I want to touch on is you'll get, again, these people who then get get married and they think things are going to change. Um, this is why I'm a really big advocate. I just mentioned these studies a lot, or a lot of the studies that come out, uh, where if you are living together and then you get married, you have a high rate of divorce. Uh, this is actually why throughout all, if not, I'm sorry, I don't know if it's all church history or most, but it's one of those two, the vast majority of church history. Um, you were, were taught not to move in together. You were not taught to, or you were taught not to have intercourse before marriage. You were taught a lot of these rather strict rules. And a lot of people uh, got really upset about these rules. And, you know, we hear this all the time, but there's actually a reason that God gives us these rules. Uh, he's not pointing and laughing at us going, tee hee hee. I'm making you guys wait until marriage to do what you want to do no like god understands that partaking in these acts actually harms us and i think that's something that people lose sight of a lot so uh moving on to the third uh form of divorce i don't want to say form that's not right but the third thing i had mentioned with divorce is um violence in the household um you hear this a lot also in our modern day and age. Um, you have one spouse, typically a guy who is abusive, is violent, is kind of just an animal. Doesn't really know how to control himself around his wife, or well, really about anyone, but when you live together, is a lot of times it gets directed at your wife. This is what domestic, dispute, domestic disputes and violence are. So, obviously, what the culture will tell us is obviously the woman just needs to leave the man. And I'm going to really upset some people (laughs) by saying this, Uh, but I don't think it's actually even appropriate for divorce in those scenarios either. When a husband, a spouse, you know, again, typically the husband, but uh, the wife can do this too. When someone's violent against the other one. Now I'm not saying that a separation can't be in order and i'm not even saying where the law maybe might even need to get involved 
um, especially if there are kids in the mix, um, then people do need to intervene in times like that. I'm not saying that people just need to sit there and bear it. But that actually isn't an acceptable reason for divorce, though. Uh, Once again, going back to Mark 10, verse 9, God has joined this union of marriage, and nothing in this world can separate it. Now, it's kind of a cliche where people will say, you can't marry someone expecting them to change, which is very true. If You should never marry someone not okay with who they are. So a lot of these scenarios could just be avoided if, um, I'm going to sound like I'm victim blaming, <laughs> but if you would talk to your family and look out for red flags, a lot of the times these snares could be avoided. But for sake of argument, you're married now. You merely, you were dating a violent man and now you married a violent man and he is just an incredibly violent person. Uh, this is when, obviously, the church should get involved. Um, even you could even go to counseling, you know, marriage counseling for stuff like this. I would, obviously, me being in the church, I would advocate going to the church to talk these things out. Um, but counseling, obviously, another great resource. But really, all of this just to say that you you can't divorce this person though, and even if you separate from them and never see them again they get thrown behind in jail for doing something unspeakably violent like that's still your husband or wife that is still not an acceptable reason for divorce and again i know that this is going to be very controversial and uh, painful to hear for a lot of people again i have people in my family that are very near and dear to me that had divorce their husbands because of violence and adultery and for many things so again I don't I don't mean to come off as cold and callous and not understanding I do and I know there's going to be some discussion well <laughs> I hope there's some discussion in the comments I don't want people to walk away from this thinking I'm some cold-hearted person just saying get over it so please any feedback it's very appreciated. Uh, email us, leave in the comments. Um, I will engage with it. And please, um, I, truly, please do reach out if you have any confusion or if you think that I'm coming from this from a wrong angle. I uh, I will help clear that up. <laughs> and uh, fourth thing I just wanted to touch on is annulment. And this kind of encompasses the other three things we had uh, talked about with divorce. Uh, this is something that the Catholic Church does when two people are, I'm going to say, quote-unquote married because I'll, I'll explain the process of annulment. So I'm going to say, quote-unquote married right now, and I'll explain. So where people are, quote-unquote married, and then it would seemingly be a divorce, but in a technicality, it's not actually a divorce. So what, what annulment is, is basically an investigation into a marriage where the church finds out that one of the two or even both spouses um, weren't serious about their marriage vows about um, I don't want to say being faithful because 
you can cheat in a marriage and then that's still a marriage but if you were cheating throughout the process of getting married then you didn't uphold your vow and then therefore you weren't actually married and it's kind of a it's a weird kind of technicality thing and a lot of people will say well you're just getting divorced anyway but again when it's like high in the sky theological thinking it does actually matter so i just want to touch on that um again i've got people in my family or i guess soon to be family (laughs) family family-in-law um that have gone through this where they would have again quote-unquote married someone and then this person was actually lying about basically their entire identity it was a very strange vegas marriage um and then the church deemed an annulment appropriate and they said oh yeah your wife uh you basically don't know her at all and this marriage clearly was never actually a thing and that, that's the that's the important piece of information to take away from annulment it's not saying that you were married and now that marriage has been destroyed it's actually saying that this marriage was n- never valid in the first place it's almost uh to use the phrase i keep saying if a marriage is when two people come together and god enters that relationship it would almost be like if two people came together and god never entered that relationship because it was an invalid relationship and then the church finds out about it later on and then they basically do the investigation and find out oh yeah this marriage was never valid to use that term again quote unquote you know they don't know that god never entered it but that would be the almost wording of it that I guess I would use if I was a priest there and I was using the wording I've been using this whole podcast. Basically saying God never entered this union, therefore it's not a marriage. So uh, that's going to wrap up. Uh, we're going to call this part two uh, of the third podcast. Um, again, um, I'm not meaning to upset anyone with this i'm not meaning to come as cold and callous i apologize if i do please um if there's any confusion leave it in the comments email us uh, i would be happy to respond and sort out anything even if you have questions um or if you want me to elaborate further on a topic i would be more than happy to so please 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 if you want to reach out please do it um uh, I've, I feel like I've said this every podcast I've recorded, but sorry, I'm still feeling kind of sick, so I apologize for my voice. And uh, that's going to do it for the part two of the third podcast, and have a very blessed day, everyone.